0: rosaria munda has unofficially endorsed our podcast <laughs> not really she just sent me a message on instagram saying i love the sound of your podcast and you know what that got me through work today so taking it as
1: a win somebody likes the sound of our podcast <laughs> <laughs> who's an author a real author thought the concept sounded okay okay <laughs>
2: Welcome to Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated YA title for the day, which is a metamorphosis of rings and gears.
1: Ooh. Wow, that's so steampunky. So steampunky
2: is the thing, and I'm really excited about it. Oh wow.
1: dang! I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, like the cover is just like all brass yeah. and copper gears, and one of the gears <laughs> is a ring though that you yeah. wear.
1: It's got a moth on there to go with the metamorphosis thing and oh, like yeah. the whole aesthetic. There's definitely oh, a moth, it's, moth on there, but it's a clockwork moth. <gasps> yes, yeah. Ooh. All right, who are you, nerds? <laughs>
0: I'm a nerd, and my name is Sam, and my title of today is A Thorn of Music and Death. Oh, Jesus. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it might just be that the word thorn was in
2: it, but that sounds like a Sarah J Mass book.
1: (laughs) Right? Oh, it does. (laughs) Like, really does. Yeah. It sounds like a Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah.
2: I'll read the Sarah J Mass Sleeping Beauty book. Also, I would.
0: Yes, I would read that. I'll, I will read anything that woman writes. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Great
1: point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and nerd number three. <laughs> I am Hannah. And my randomly generated YA title for today is my problem of trees and coffee. Oh,
2: <laughs> so yeah. that's just
1: like, I feel like that's a movie about like an urban planner.
0: Mm. Yeah. Just trying
2: to get by in the big city. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch the hell out of it or read the hell out of it. Maybe it's a book.
1: (laughs) It's a really cute uh, rom-com for sure. Full of straight white people.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'd still watch it.
1: (laughs) Me too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cute. Well, all of those books sound good. Let's talk about a book that's, you know, probably fine. (laughs) Um, Twilight. We read a chapter this week. How about you tell us what was in it, Sam?
0: So that I remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sophie's already
2: forgotten. (laughs) I've already forgotten. Oh
0: my god, you've read it like sooner before this than me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yesterday was a long time ago.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 15, the Cullens. So, as to be expected, Bella wakes up to Edward, still in her bed. Or no, he was in the rocking chair, I think. But anyways. They make their way over to Edward's home after some weird morning breakfast interactions that I don't want to go into right now. Anyway, so Bella can officially meet all of the Cullens. Esme and Carlisle are kind as to be expected. Alice is overexcited and Jasper is his usual stoic self. We get to hear Bella's lullaby and Edward tells Bella a bit more about his family and Carlisle's past. So what happened in Midnight Sun, Hannah?
1: (laughs) Well, in Midnight Sun, we read chapter 19, which is called Home. And this is another duplicate chapter. So we get the same events of Edward in Bella's room, watching her eat breakfast and the initial introduction to his family. But while Bella's asleep, Edward has an extra scene in which he goes home to get things in order for their upcoming visit and to change out of his stupid sleeveless shirt. (laughs) There is a really nice character building conversation with Rosalie, and then more of those characters. Yeah, <coughs> uh-huh. <You> okay. Took <laughs> on my character, uh, and the... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: right. and then more of those character establishing tidbits throughout the start of Bellows' visit. I'm gonna take a drink real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was really funny.
1: (laughs) Don't choke on a character. Okay. Don't don't choke on (laughs) a character. Don't choke on a character. Especially not on Edward. Uh you know,
2: like as a whole, I liked these chapters. They both started like so rough for me. Like I the first line of each chapter, I wanted to throw the book away. Yep. Mm -hmm. The Twilight one, it was like. Bella just like waking up at the speed of light (laughs) launching herself at Edward like incoherent with joy that he stayed the night to watch her sleep and I was like I don't want this and I actually need to read the line from Midnight Sun because it was so awful that I just need everyone to experience it oh my god I think I know which one it is yeah um oh i don't even want to read it out loud okay as she slept bella told me again and again that she loved me Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) it's so so awful awful. i hate it uh, i don't know why i hate it so much i hate it i hate hate it it so much
1: I I was feeling so good coming off the Twilight chapter. Like, I think it was my favorite Twilight chapter so far. And I was like, yeah, I have all of this energy. Let's go. Let's get into Midnight Sun. And then that just, like, stopped me like a brick wall. I was like, I don't want to read any further than this. I hate it. Yeah. Oh,
2: so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Also, Edward mentions Bella's, like, restless sleepiness with the phrase, nightly gyrations and i also yeah i don't know (laughs) why that's so gross but it made me gag like that's such a disgusting (laughs) phrase for some reason i hate it it's
2: like it also makes it sound that like bella's like like dancing
1: like she's just like that
2: is a dangerous place to be she's like thrashing all over the place yeah you know what that's fine if that's how Bella sleeps that's how Bella sleeps yeah just don't
1: describe it to me <laughs> please I thought the conversations they had like while she was getting ready in the morning were pretty cute I enjoyed some of it
0: yeah yeah I would agree no, with just that me. <laughs> no I, I just just like turned off by the whole thing because when Edward comes back like from his conversation with Rosalie he like chooses the rocking chair instead of going back to her bed because he's like, "Oh, I don't want to be presumptuous, and I'm just like, "You f- you've been presumptuous this whole time watching her sleep without consent, and it just made me mad, so I had a hard time like seeing past that, but I could see how the like banter and conversation was cute, but I was just like seeing red, I was so mad.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> totally reasonable
0: <laughs> yeah i I thought it was
2: fine i I have this thing where like <laughs> if a 17-year-old even if they're 100 years old and 17, yeah. But Bella being actually 17. Yeah. Or whatever. When they just say like like Edward says you are my whole life now or something like that and I'm like, "Oh my god. You're you're <laughs> 17. You're <laughs> 17." Like I think in this chapter Edward says Again, in this conversation with Rosalie, which really we should talk about first, but yeah. <laughs> but we'll in this conversation there. with Ro- Rosalie, he says Bella was going to reinvent herself several times over the next 10 years mm-hmm. as a human.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, exactly. Like, if you're 16, mm-hmm. maybe just, you know, take forever with a grain of salt. Maybe, like, think about how there's a lot of changes
1: gonna come up and you
2: don't have to commit to someone for forever (laughs) yeah if it works out great but like that's a long time yeah your brain isn't finished developing
0: yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) we were all more or less 17 ish 10 years ago Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if the decisions you made when you were 17 were, like, permanent? Well, I guess I did choose my major when I was 17. That seems kind of permanent. Yeah, we're still living the fallout of that. We're Uh, all still, yeah. (laughs) There have been consequences to that choice. Never mind.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but at least I'm not dealing with that fallout. And I'm also, like, 10 years married to someone that I hate now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. I can't. That just, like, made me cringe. Oh, but like what killed me about the that whole it was just so much like insta love and like oh my god you're my whole life now especially at the breakfast and then when edward's like oh you have to introduce me to charlie as your boyfriend and then bella's like well i thought you were something more and i was like you are 17 (laughs) he is nothing more than a
1: boyfriend you literally had your first date yesterday yeah, too. I guess I guess second if you can't Port Angeles as a date. Uh,
0: that was, again, him
1: stalking. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: mm. At best, it's your one and a half date. That's what,
2: that's what oh was. I wrote a note because um, Edward is like, oh, man, Bella's afraid to meet my family. And then Bella clarifies like, yeah, because I'm worried they won't like me. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you've been on like one date. And it's already like, you need to meet my family. <laughs> it's like, wow, That's I
1: don't so know intense. about that. Oh, my God. That's real soon. Yeah. Too soon. This might just be me being, like, afraid of commitment, but, like, my skin crawled when they were talking about how much they love each other and need to, like, meet each other's family, and they're more than boyfriend and girlfriend, because I'm like, it's been one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my God. <laughs> it's been one week nope um one day since you sparkled in a meadow (laughs) yeah
0: man remember that
2: time over one weekend you've decided that you're going to fall in love forever and meet all of your families that same weekend
0: but at 17 too like okay I, i get that like yeah sometimes like things can go pretty quick with people sometimes like you meet and it's an instant connection and fair But you're 17. 17! You don't know anything!
1: Yeah. I guess, I don't know, feelings are big and fast when you're a teenager. Yeah. I really liked the scene between Edward and Rosalie while Bella's asleep, where they kind of discuss where Edward's coming from and where Rosalie's coming from and kind of come to a truce about it thought that was nice i loved that
2: scene me too yeah it like did more than anything else we have read so far to like flesh out rosalie as a character yeah Mm -hmm. and i don't know i already i don't remember i'm assuming i didn't like rosalie when i read the book when i read twilight originally Mm -hmm. because she's not designed to be liked (laughs) But I have liked Rosalie thus far. And this conversation was just like, I love this. (laughs) Like you understand where she's coming from. She's like jealous that Bella has the option to continue being human. And every time she has to like, look at her, she's like furious that Edward will inevitably turn her into a vampire someday. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: No, I was a big fan, big fan of Rosalie. After that, I I'm here for her. Like, I think she's probably one of my favorite characters now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There was, like, a weird thing where, like, I liked Rosalie a lot more in this chapter and then was just, like, really mad at Edward for how he was treating
0: Alice. Yep.
2: Yeah. Because, like, he's suddenly, like, furious for most of the chapter that she can read the future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it slides into Edward is like suddenly convinced that Alice is wrong and nobody should be thinking that Alice knows everything. And it's like, well, Alice knows everything.
0: Like, yeah. like
2: you've said it so many times up until this
1: point. he even says in this chapter in both books that nobody should bet against Alice.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then because Alice is like, well, Bella's going to turn into a vampire someday. Edward's like, I hate that. I hate Alice. It's like,
1: okay. Yeah, he's like taking out the fact that he doesn't like the future on her as if she's the one creating the future and not just the messenger. Yeah,
2: Yeah. like not cool, Edward. (laughs) Not cool at all.
1: I guess he has to be awful to at least one woman per chapter, right? And this time, if it wasn't going to be Rosalie, it had to be Alice. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs)
2: There were so many female characters in this chapter that it was like, well, we just spoiled for choice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would like to say in our last episode, I made some comment about how I wasn't attached to Esme yet. Yeah. As of this chapter, fully attached to Esme. I (laughs) love her now. She is the greatest thing. Yeah, The fact that she is just as nervous to meet Bella as Bella is to meet them because like was... she's shy and like a homebody and wants everybody in her family to be safe and happy I was like instantly like I will do anything for this woman she's so the sweetest cute.
2: thing yeah she's so Aww. sweet <laughs> I was like oh Esme <laughs> oh. uh I so I will say there are pros and cons to obviously the way we're doing this where we take a Mm two-week break and then read a chapter and then take a two-week break (laughs) yeah what I think this chapter really benefited from by that method is that it's kind of like a standalone Mm
0: -hmm.
2: like you kind of remember what happened but you don't remember necessarily like all the parts you liked or disliked specifically (laughs) yeah (laughs) of the previous chapter and so like this chapter standalone I was like this chapter is out of a book that I would really like where there's the part where Esme specifically thinks like, Oh, she's so brave about Bella coming to meet a family of vampires. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: Bella being like pretty confident about it and like handling the meeting pretty well. And I was like, this is such a good scene. Like Edward has like fallen in love with this girl who like nobody's really sure about, but she shows up like, confident and like not afraid of them even though alice runs down the stairs at vampire speed and all of them are using their magic powers like right in front of her and it's like yeah this is a good scene like i like this scene (laughs) it's so good (laughs) it's meeting the family and the family likes her and she likes them and it's kind of cute and anyway (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i think my favorite Uh, set of chapters so far yeah yeah at least since near the beginning because i don't remember that far back yeah me neither yeah
2: (laughs) what even happened (laughs) yeah yeah i went on a tangent with the esme introduction if you will bear with me for a minute (laughs)
0: yes
2: (laughs) so when bella meets esme she says, it was like a fairy tale, like meeting Snow White in person. So I want to talk about the original Snow White man, <laughs> <laughs> Or fairy tale, I guess. Go, Go on. on. So there's like one point that's interesting, which is what I'll get to eventually. It is like a Grim fairy tale, like Grimm's Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Okay. So it's like pretty dark, <laughs> which like Disney, the Disney movie was pretty dark, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) But the grim fairy tale is much darker. Anyway, same idea as the movie. Wicked Stepmother Envious tells the huntsman to take Snow White to the forest. Kill her. So the Wicked Stepmother wants her heart Mm -hmm. because she wants proof that Snow White is dead, but also because eating Snow White's heart will turn her immortal and beautiful forever. (laughs) Oh. Oh. And so I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the fairy tale is like pretty much the same, except for at the end, the queen, as punishment, instead of her falling off a cliff, the prince makes her dance in red hot iron shoes until she Oof. dies. Oof. Oh, dear. Oof. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> But back to that, like, eating the heart and becoming immortally beautiful Uh forever. Yeah. I haven't read it, but Neil Gaiman wrote a short story of Snow White in which Snow White is, like, a heartless vampire-esque creature. And the stepmother is trying to, like, save the kingdom by getting rid of Snow White. But in the end, like, the prince falls in love with Snow White anyway, and, like, the stepmother is killed. <laughs> oh, which is, like, kind of wild. But I was yeah. like, oh, that's, like, a fun take on Snow White that is Jeez. also vampires.
1: Yeah. Who knew Snow White was so vampiric?
0: Oh yeah.
2: My God. So, anyway, that was um, a fun thing I went on. I didn't, yeah, I didn't read the novella, which may have been a better story. But anyway. <laughs> so, Great. Esme, being Snow White, more likely than you think
0: <laughs> interesting <laughs> also there
2: yeah. was i was reading about okay last tangent i was reading uh-huh. about a version of snow white where instead of living with dwarves she goes to live with like a group of robbers and learns to be like a badass robber girl oh my God, I and i was that. like i want that way more <laughs> yeah that, that sounds great
1: <laughs> speaking of spooky spooky scary stories uh we get carlisle's backstory in this chapter, he's about 362 years old and was born in London. And like his father was like a preacher who was really into hunting witches, werewolves and vampires. And that kind of set my mind to spin in because we have vampires and werewolves canonically in this world. Uh-huh. Does that mean there are also witches? Whoa, I didn't even think about that.
0: My vote is yes, because it's, like, the only thing that makes sense for half of the weird vampire powers that get revealed in Breaking Dawn. Like, the weird mind ones, like, the seeing the future, Edward's mind reading, Bella's, like, shield, Okay, like, sure, I'll buy those, but, like, there's there's vampires that control the elements in Breaking Dawn. Yeah.
2: Like... So, are you saying that the witches are the vampires?
0: No, well, I'm saying if a witch got turned into a vampire, then they have those, like, wicked powers so like maybe as like a witch they have like lesser like they can manipulate water somehow or they can manipulate fire to some extent but then when they get turned to a vampire it's like amplified oh that's my theory at least because like the more we've talked about this the more i've thought about it because there are some <laughs> wild powers that get revealed in breaking dawn <laughs> and so like the only explanation is that there has to be other supernatural Powers in play like witches so that if a witch is turned into a vampire then like their powers just become more amplified but that's my opinion interesting yeah I didn't even think about that no me neither I've been thinking about it a lot <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: clearly <laughs> so does that do you think they have do they have some power before they get turned so are there like human witches
1: yeah, I think so okay man i want that book <laughs> yeah so this is witches as a supernatural creature not witches as like a study yeah okay
0: this is like my theory because i had the same thought when i read that i was like oh okay so then maybe this is stephanie meyer's way of saying that there are other supernatural creatures in her world that she just just doesn't want to define right now yeah but then like my thought was like yeah it's the only thing that makes sense for these like crazy powers that get revealed interesting so i that's like my take on it but now again the way witchcraft and like witches are described as a supernatural species in books varies i think even more than vampires do so it's so hard to say like what the basis of them would be in this world but i i stand by that i think they exist
1: interesting (laughs) i wonder if she'll ever write a book in like the Twilight verse but about witches. And just be like, eh, there are yeah. also witches. This is the Twilight expanded universe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wait. Knew the- it
0: was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: but then like they don't reference them anywhere. I guess they would just have to be like, oh they've been secret this whole time.
1: Yeah. Not even the Volturi knew about them. If they're separate like, if they don't have a quarrel with the specific uh, Olympic coven, then why would it have come up, right? Like, because she does mention later, I think, that there are, quote-unquote, actual werewolves that aren't the Quileute mm-hmm. wolves. Yeah. Oh. But, like, it never comes into this particular story.
0: And I feel like the vulturey. Valtteri- would know if they exist it probably just never came up in the stories and it's probably that the witches have some way of defending against the volturi but i can 100 percent guarantee the volturi probably like try to scout out or look for like witches that are born in out of random or something i don't know again i don't know what the way it would work in this world because they they go after people with powers, right? That they mm-hmm. think will have powers when they get turned to vampires. So I'm sure, like, the established witch covens are, like, heavily protected. Like, Volturi can't find them because they know, like, these witches know how to protect themselves against vampires. But I bet you the Volturi are, like, out there being like, "Oh, is a witch born? Is that a witch? Is that a witch? And, like, <laughs> <laughs> at any chance they can.
1: <laughs> and you wouldn't want to provoke, like... A major witch versus vampire war. Although, yeah. having said that, I, I do want to read the <laughs> book about the witch versus vampire war. Yeah. So, Steph, if you're listening, that is a book in a world. <laughs> yeah,
2: Stephanie Meyer, we've done a bunch of world building for you right now, here and now, about witches. So, <laughs> feel free to uh, send us a free copy when you write yeah. the
1: book. We don't require anything but an arc. yeah if you do
0: want witches and vampires it does exist but it's not a very good book in my opinion oh Uh it's called discovery of witches um and it's basically essentially that it's witches against vampires essentially in this like thousand year war but it's not great i recommend the show the book not so much but watch the show i like the show
2: okay okay i have a super important thing that we should talk about and okay. it's Bella's choice of outfit. No! She's <laughs> <laughs> just, just par for the course in everyone's clothes.
0: <laughs> in this it's book. iconic.
1: It's it is so an iconic, awful.
2: iconic 2005 look. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: is it? Is, <laughs> is it? it? It's, is it's it? definitely like, you know, when you picture Bella and you're like, what was Bella wearing? And a uh-huh. very important senior like this is, this is the one. Yeah.
2: So Bella to meet the Cullens is wearing a long khaki skirt and Ugh. blue blouse. Ugh.
1: What a look! <laughs> what a look! I. It's so marmody <laughs> it's, oh my so... god!
0: Before we had started talking on this, I thought it was a knee-length skirt because in my brain I was like, "There's no way, there's no way it's a full-length skirt." No one. No, one, not even Bella would wear a full-length khaki skirt and you both corrected me and I just I'm I To
1: can't. be fair, in like 2001, 2002, yeah. I did have a full-length khaki zip-off skirt that I thought was cool.
0: Yeah.
1: The thing is, it wasn't cool and neither was I. <laughs> okay, But Like Hannah. a zip-off skirt. How cool is that?
2: <laughs> I I beg to differ. Because mm-hmm. I looked up 2008, a year in fashion.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay.
2: The best and worst fashion trends of 2008. Why 2008? Because that's when the movie came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, also, because I looked for 2005 and it didn't exist. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I found this article, and <laughs> the relevant part is that uh, the January best fashion thing was khaki and the picture is of three women in khaki skirts
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my
2: god
1: wow so bella was before her time in 2005 she yeah. was a visionary now these, no. are, like, these no. are like these
2: are like
1: these are like mid
2: calf
0: no i mean that's oh. still long
2: that's still, it's awful. still long it's still awful <laughs> none of them are wearing a blue blouse like all oh. of them are wearing like a matching like it's a matching top or white. Oh. <laughs> Actually one of them looks like she's wearing Edward's shirt.
0: <laughs> Sophie, can you please send this link? Uh yes. Oh well,
2: I'm sending the picture. Anyway, the what was really Oh jeepers. Uh, yeah. What was like so rude is that I found this article and then like further down the page it's like it's like January. What's the best thing about fashion from 2008 and it's like these khaki skirts and it's like what's the worst thing it's like wearing leggings with everything and I'm like oh man (laughs) that's what I currently still do I still do
0: that
2: (laughs) I still wear leggings with everything
1: don't call me out like this I mean it's not 2008 anymore
2: yeah but the idea here is um what should be brought back and what should not Oh, so we should bring back the khaki skirts? Bring back calf-length khaki skirts. No. Yeah. <laughs> and get rid of uh, leggings with everything. Mm. Which
1: I'm not here for. I disagree. What if you want to wear leggings with your khaki skirt, though? Illegal. <laughs> Creates a paradox that destroys yeah. the universe. Exactly. So oh, just man. imagine... I know, like, Edward goes home and gets changed into, like, his usual clothes. At the same time, he, like, goes to talk to Rosalie. But, like, the image of Edward in this stupid f***ing shirt and Bella (laughs) with him in her khaki skirt is just, like, too much. (laughs) Too much for me.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, can you imagine them just, like, walking down the street? Oh uh, my god. And everyone just, like, in their jeans and a t-shirt are just like, what the
1: f*** are you wearing? (laughs) Like okay, i don't want to talk to them <laughs> and like bella and
0: edward are supposed to be like the epitome of attractive in this town like everyone uh. finds both of them like so unbelievably attractive yet they uh. have the worst fashion sense
2: like oh man i can't oh boy That's so good <laughs> like i'm so because in my head like i remember what bella looks like in the movies and i'm like thank you for putting her in like a layered bunch of tank tops and a sweater with
1: jeans. Yeah, <laughs> like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, she was not wearing a khaki skirt in the movie, which is honestly yeah. a hate yep. crime, but
2: yeah. <laughs> I uh am offended that they didn't put Edward in the book accurate shirt, but I Yeah, I'm, me too. You know, glad That they made some choices,
1: anyway. (laughs) Well, they couldn't have put Bella in the blouse and skirt because, to quote Edward, she looked (laughs) utterly indecent. You can't be having that in a PG thirteen movie. This is a great point.
0: The fact that that outfit and (laughs) you are indecent is described in the same paragraph.
1: Maybe she just. Forgot to like button up her shirt and that's why yeah. it wasn't decent. But- was it unbuttoned to her navel? Like, what's indecent <laughs> about this? <laughs> Nothing! <laughs> it's Being like- covered from wrist to ankle. It's so
0: <laughs> conservative! It's like- so conservative. <laughs> How is anybody indecent in that?
1: Oh, oh man. my god.
2: Okay, I have a super important question about the moment right after that because. Okay, yeah. Edward says, "Like, oh, you're utterly indecent. Let me show you how." And then he like kisses her, and <laughs> Bella faints. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I so it. I have an extremely important vampire biology question. Oh no. Is <laughs> Edward's breath like chloroform?
0: <laughs> oh dementor. my god. Whoa. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Right. How does the venom? Yeah. Does the venom? Form, like, it has to have some sort of chemical reaction with air, maybe,
1: yeah. to form a different type of vapor. Yeah, what's the evaporation point of vampire venom?
2: Yeah, because this is, like, the third time that Bella is like, Edward's breath smells so good. And at first I was like, that's wild, whatever. And this now <laughs> I'm like, okay, it smells really good, he goes to kiss her, she faints.
1: <laughs> yeah. <So> like, uh- <laughs> a mild paralytic in... Well, we did discuss last week about how, uh, what would happen if the venom gets into your mouth when you're a human. Yeah. Maybe it has some kind of paralytic agent in there.
2: Yes. I also have a pitch for you guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's that we've already determined that, uh, vampires have a butterfly like life cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the most. <laughs> well-known things about moths is their use of pheromones. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, male moths have this, like, wild pheromone situation that goes on that is very complicated, but basically, like, every possible variation of, like, aphrodisiac, but then also dissuading other males or, like, I don't know, all kinds of things. Like, some crazy chemical insect warfare going on so i think
1: it's a fair amount (laughs) i'm on board with that
0: yeah i buy that
1: yeah and that is parsimonious with our butterfly theory
0: yeah yeah
2: because like it would make sense that once they get you know their prey that close it's like they want to keep them there even once they got the scary you know vampire eyes and skin and everything
1: (laughs) yeah i dig it gotta have an attractant Yeah, I buy it. Yeah, I think that's a great theory. Hell yeah. Write it into the canon. Yeah, slowly (laughs) turning
2: the Twilight vampires into arthropods.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, accurate, yes. Yeah, my goal. It's the only thing that makes sense.
1: Yeah, (laughs) if you think about it. That actually matches up pretty well, kind of, with what Edward says on Carlyle's theories of how vampire anatomy works. Because he actually has, like, a full paragraph of this is how a vampire works. Oh. And I think we should discuss that. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm just gonna read that (laughs) for everybody so that you know where where we're all coming from. And Edward says that Carlisle had spent many years attempting to understand our immortal anatomy. It was a difficult task based mostly on assumption and observation. His best interpretation of our life systems was that our internal workings must be microscopically porous. Though we could swallow anything, gross, only blood was accepted (laughs) by our bodies. That blood was absorbed into our muscles and provided fuel. When the fuel was depleted, our thirst intensified to encourage us to replenish our supply. Nothing besides blood seemed to move through us at all. So, that's f***ing bonkers. But a lot of arthropods do have an open circulatory system so rather than Mm -hmm. the system of like veins and arteries and smaller blood vessels that humans and like other mammals and vertebrates in general have it's basically like cavities with pools of blood that kind of sloshes around
2: (gasps) stephanie meyer has said sloshing about blood a lot that's what that's what
0: i was just thinking i was like the word slosh is in this book far too many times for my comfort levels (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: So that could be similar to this. Like, if you assume that instead of just, like, a large internal cavity of blood, there are a whole bunch of smaller ones that just kind of, like, the blood just kind of splooshes around like it's in a fountain. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Sorry, what this, what that paragraph made me immediately think was, like, he says nothing passes through us. (laughs) So, like, like, do vampires only have, like, a one-way gut? (laughs) That's
1: what I'm saying!
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, are they, like, like, are they, like, jellyfish and they just, like, cough up? (laughs) Like, because he says, oh, we can eat things, but, like, it doesn't pass through us. Only blood does. And, like, I'm pretty sure vampires don't excrete waste right of yeah he did say
1: when he ate the pizza that he would have to cough it up later but like even from blood they don't have any like byproduct right they just they use which every is wild part of it. yeah they yeah. must just metabolize it so well that they just like exhale yeah some kind of
2: but i was <laughs> i was
0: just imagining <laughs>
2: <A> <laughs> i was just imagining like a vampire like having a tasty blood snack and then like two days later like coughing
1: up a pellet like an owl. <laughs> Do they cough up cough up like iron bars? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's iron <laughs> nuggets slittering <laughs> the ground where a vampire lives. They cough up just like Do they a
0: cough
2: bunch of nickels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love it.
0: They have to, unless it can be explained how their bodies fully metabolize every chemical thing that's in blood. There has to be some sort of byproduct that they can't metabolize.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, like, you drank somebody who was, like, high or drunk or, like, super horny, there would be all sorts of extra chemicals in their blood, right? Yeah. Yes! If you're, like, passed out, wasted, and a vampire sucks you up, does the vampire also get drunk? Uh,
2: Don't they need like,
0: I mean, they would need
2: to have like a,
0: how it, it would oh depend on God. how the ethanol would react with the venom in them. Oh, right. Cause like that, it would depend on that chemical reaction, but that's the point then. Can their bodies um, metabolize, yeah, they, like, metabolize
1: ethanol? Do do vampires have functional livers? This are, is, i mean—I I don't think so. No.
2: Well, <laughs> I doubt it. So that's part of the thing because I was trying to figure out like what, hematophagus, ph- phagous, phagus, uh-huh. yeah, blood-eating <laughs> animals.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: like specific metabolic requirements? Wow, words are hard today. They have because <laughs> I was like, yeah. Do they have a liver? Like, do they have? Kidneys, like what's (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, obviously, no kidneys or bladder. I guess (laughs) I couldn't really figure it out. But the hardest part about evolving to feed exclusively on blood is like you're intaking so much liquid.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, what are the vampires doing with all that liquid? Turning it into venom? Does there, yeah, I guess their venom must like evaporate,
1: yeah, constantly. Do they have to, like, milk but themselves like snakes to get that- rid of the extra? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the antitoxin.
0: Oh, yeah. And then the other thing God. is, yeah,
2: iron poisoning. Like, you're yeah. if you eat only blood, you're going to get iron poisoning.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There has to be some sort of excretory system within this blood physiology they have going on. Like, there, there's no mm-hmm. way that their body can fully metabolize everything that's in the blood. Yeah. No.
1: And like, we don't know what they're using, but I've been kind of assuming that they use the red blood cells.
0: Yeah, the hemoglobin, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then there's still like the white blood cells and like the plasma. And then, as we mentioned, all of the other stuff that ends up in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do they do with it?
0: And you can't tell me that Carlisle, a man of science, (laughs) did not figure this
1: out. Well, as I said in the book. Vampire cadavers are hard to come by. It's like, okay, you make human cadavers all the time by all accident. The time. You could probably make a vampire cadaver. <laughs> he yeah. has
0: had 300 plus years. He has had more time than any scientist has ever had. And you can't tell me he has no clue how any of this works.
1: Well, and he worked for the Volturi too. Like he was exactly. with them for a while and they execute vampires all over the place. Exactly. He should have been able to come upon a vampire cadaver during the course of that work. Yeah. But I guess maybe you can't cut a vampire cadaver open unless you use, like, a vampire You can have a diamond cutter Power? You
0: could Yeah. It, it, by the theory that you can cut diamond with diamond we've established the the vampires are diamonds <laughs> so uh-huh. you just need a diamond saw, which yeah, I get they're probably not that easy to come by, but like you live for 300 years, you have a lot of money by doing whatever you do you can afford a diamond saw
2: yeah. I also, like, couldn't a vampire like rip open
1: another yeah. vampire. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. I think so. one hundred percent.
1: Just checking. I guess like my thought was maybe it wouldn't be very precise if you have to physically break something with your hands, right? But that's what the diamond cutters for. So true. Could
0: they not use their hmm. teeth to like as like a scalpel blade? You know,
1: like <laughs> just just get right in them there. on down there. Do you think? Do you think all of the like? internal organs of a vampire are still preserved in there or do they just like when they're metamorphosing metamorphosis what's the verb for that word when they're closing yeah when they're going through metamorphosis Uh Uh uh-huh do you think their organs just go away and they're just kind of homogenous inside well i i think they reorganize into new things Because that's,
2: again, what caterpillars do. (laughs) Yes.
0: And it would go with your theory, Hannah, of like the more open circulatory system. Because if they stayed just the same as we did as humans, again, there would have to be some sort of system in there. Like, it it just doesn't make sense that they they have to be different, I think. Yes.
2: Well, I'm sure this will come up more and again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One day, maybe we'll get like a guest speaker who's like a doctor, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> who can, who can actually talk about like how. Well, I guess it wouldn't be like maybe not a human doctor. Yeah, we'd need someone who studies like vampire like, bats. physiology. Yeah. Twitter. yeah, Twitter, Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah dear Twitter,
2: should. I need an expert on vampire bats to tell me how they survive only on blood. <gasps> yes. The problem with all of us being marine biologists is that we have a very limited
0: <laughs> scope.
1: Do you want me to tell you how their vocalizations compare to baleen whale vocalizations? Because that's pretty much all I got.
0: Yeah. Are I mean, ma- might as
1: well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if vampires were marine creatures, we're going to read a book next about a hot Loch Ness monster and we're <gasps> going to be like aces at it. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Wait. I just, Do you think that exists? Uh,
2: I think I have to write
1: it first. <laughs> oh yeah. Bummer. Get on that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I pretty much the only other note I have is me saying, well, it was nice to have 3 quarters of a chapter of Edward not being over dramatic and stressed. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, like we get halfway through this chapter and Edward gets right back into being like, well, Bella and I are doomed from the
1: start, Ugh. so I might as well be miserable. <laughs> God. It's like, uh. <laughs> I am in like a community program for like how to manage your anxiety. And the skill I'm supposed to be working on this week is positive self-talk. Okay. And yeah. Edward is doing an absolutely terrible job <laughs> at redirecting his negative thoughts into finding the positives. Dang. So that's my positive thought for today. I'm not as bad at the skill as Edward Cullen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ride that high. Ride (laughs) it. Better than this guy I'm one thing at least. Two things. I've never stalked anybody.
2: Yeah. I I really, I copy pasted two sentences because they just really (laughs) summarized. (laughs) So Edward thinking to himself. I knew I had a great capacity for ruining even the best moments with my wretched doubts and endless overthinking. <laughs> same. <laughs> what a waste if I were same. to only if I were only to have a few years to spend any
1: of them wallowing. Yeah, Edward.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I hate how relatable he is. It makes me mad <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> same. Yeah,
0: same.
2: This is like two seconds after he's like, well, I better just enjoy my time with Bella. And then he's like, because we have only <laughs> like five years, and it's basically already over. The time is slipping through my fingers. <laughs> like, okay, Edward, oh my god, calm down. It's been like fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> I was thinking about how he always talks like he's like carlisle's age. Like, ah, I can't remember what it's like to be human. And like five years is but a heartbeat. And it's like Edward is a hundred years old. That's like still within. A human lifespan. <laughs> it's not like he's been alive for an abnormally long time. Like he's been seventeen for an abnormally long time. But if someone was a hundred years old, you'd be like, "Oh wow, good for them. This is within the scope of my like expected lifespan of a person." You're uh, you're not five hundred <laughs> years old, ever. Like, just yeah, calm down, <laughs> please. Jeez, he's just too much.
2: Just. In every conceivable way.
0: <laughs> and he'll be like that for 500 more years. Or
1: however no. freaking long he lives. Until somebody rips his head off because he's so annoying. Yeah. Here's hoping that it's Bella. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> she's gonna go all mantis on his ass. Yeah, she's like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Just look on the bright side for once. Just go stand in the sun and look at your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, a stupid book. Why are this... Why are we doing this? <laughs> this is a stupid
2: book. Why are we reading it? Uh... Nobody knows. <laughs> Even though I said I didn't like the beginning of the chapter, there were just like a couple moments that I liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bella makes a joke when Edward <gasps> says like it's breakfast time, and yeah. Bella like grabs <laughs> her throat and looks horrified. Yeah, <laughs> and so I good. thought that was amazing. 100% here for it. Yeah, Edward, like, loses his shit mentally in the Midnight Sun chapters, and I was like, okay, fine. He, uh, like,
1: doesn't lose his shit as much as I thought he was going to. He's like, oh, I couldn't understand why she was doing such a thing. Like,
2: <laughs> <sighs> uh, I was like, Bella, that was such a good joke. It was so such good. a good joke. I'm here for it. I love it. And then I think in the Midnight Sun chapter, like, Edward says something to the effect, like, after if terrible vampire jokes were to be endured, it was worth it to spend time with her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good. Because it was a good joke. <laughs> it was a good joke. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and then the only other line, well, there, okay, I liked several lines, but the other line I wrote down that was funny was Edward and Bella are talking about Edward being her boyfriend as introduced to Charlie. Uh, Bella is <laughs> like, I suppressed my internal cringe at the thought of Edward and Charlie and the word boyfriend all in the same room.
1: (laughs) I just thought it was funny. (laughs) Bella was very likable in these chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should give her credit for that.
0: Besides her whole like insta obsession and like that whole thing, this reread is making me appreciate Bella more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really
2: liked her in these chapters. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I can forgive her more for her like, tendencies because she is a 17 year old teenage girl I'm like yeah I get it but yeah overall like I like Bella more with this reread than I remember liking her
1: me too
2: yeah and weirdly I like I like Bella in Twilight but like I think I like Bella more in Midnight Sun yeah but Bella in Midnight Sun feels older than Bella in Mm -hmm. Twilight yeah Maybe it's just because she's, like, fleshed out more as a person.
0: Well, I think it's also because in Twilight, we are reading it from her own perspective. And she is a teenage girl with insecurities and, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't see herself that highly. Whereas in Midnight Sun, we're reading it from Edward's perspective, who, like, literally sees her as a goddess. So, I feel like it's, like, we're seeing... Bella from someone who sees her as this like person that can literally do no wrong. So, we kind of see Bella for what she really is, whereas in Twilight, we're jaded by her own insecurities, you know, as a narrator. Mhm. I don't know. That's a take on it. No, yeah, that's, that's a that's great a point. point and
2: that makes me feel worse about th- feeling like she's older because it means Edward is seeing her as older,
0: which yeah. is Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep yep (laughs) gonna yeet myself off my balcony
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe carlisle will find you at the bottom and turn you into a vampire
0: it's only a two-story balcony it would just to be like to remember that i um don't remember that you know
2: (laughs) yeah yeah also hopefully carlisle doesn't find me don't turn into (laughs) a vampire for edward yeah (laughs) oh
0: Oh my god if that was literally why i got turned into a vampire was to be a man's like mate (laughs) or like partner
2: (laughs) god help (sighs) me i
0: would i would run
1: so far i'd be like You. Yeah. I'm going to go live at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah.
2: Flipping them the double bird and being like, bye forever. Okay.
0: Literally though, Hannah, like to Hannah's point, if I was made into a vampire, I would 100% go to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean and I would just become the siren that I was always meant to be (laughs) just in vampire form because I could. And that's my, that's what I would do.
1: I would disentangle whales all day, every day. Yeah. That's what I would do here's a question Uh is this why rosalie
2: is mad all the time yes (laughs) yes (laughs) okay
0: we're
1: all just rosalie in different forms (laughs) now i
2: understand
0: i see so much of myself in her yeah rosalie was like like you turned
1: me into a fucking
2: vampire to be like edwards thing to hang out with for forever without any other reason (laughs) Oh, my,
1: without oh my. asking my consent yeah
2: <laughs> goodbye
1: consent but is consent. important consent is important like she would clearly have preferred to die rather than be a be a vampire yeah for a it's man like, for a man for for a man yeah she oh was, god at least she's super hot oh and has god, now, especially with her backstory yeah <gasps> oh it actually makes
0: me so mad so oh my
2: god so mad <laughs> Oh, my God. Yep. Carlisle being like, this woman died from this horrible, like, assault. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to turn her into a vampire to belong to another guy.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. So like, I'm sorry you died because your fiance and his <laughs> friends sexually assaulted you. Would you like to uh, be married to this vampire you've never met forever? Oh, <gasps> like, mm, yep. I would not, actually.
0: No.
1: Yep. Like, no wonder she's so bitter. Yep. Yeah, Rosalie
0: is. I relate to her a lot, and I hate that she's written as a character that you should hate because there's a lot more to her, and I'm just going to leave that there.
2: Yeah, this is a Rosalie and Emmett fan cast. 100%. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. Yes. I think that's about all we had to say about these chapters. <laughs>
0: that was a lot. I had that was a lot yeah. to say.
2: <laughs> we kind of ended on a much stronger note than I thought we were gonna end. <laughs> yeah.
1: But we always tend to get to something a hardcore right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: another thing. <laughs> and another thing. One more thing. One more thing. Uh yeah, so you guys want to take a guess at what comes next? Both of the next chapters, I was prepared this time, both of the next chapters are called Carlisle.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm guessing that they talk more about Carlisle. Yeah. (laughs) Or perhaps to Carlisle.
0: Isn't this like, isn't there like a, there's a whole conversation that they have in his office with him, I think, isn't it?
1: I don't remember. Uh, That makes
0: sense to me. Yeah. I mean, like the chapter's name is Carlisle. It has to be about Carlisle in some sense.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Does, I mean, Bella has a lot of questions about vampires. So does Carlisle, like, actually answer her questions? Oh, does she ask cool. questions about being a vampire or, like, maybe? Well, you know what? This could maybe mean, like, some more vampire biology <laughs> I was going to say, Yay! I feel like
0: we're going to have, like, an intense episode next time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Well, that seems like a good enough guess. Yeah. The title (laughs) doesn't really give much more information. So I guess we'll see next time. Yeah, I thought we would uh, end with a new thing so that we get to talk about something that we're excited about instead of whatever thing that made us mad about this book that we ended (laughs) on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably a good idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I thought we could maybe just like super quick go around and say what books we're currently reading or books we like (gasps) have just finished. Ooh,
0: I like that.
2: Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, we've decided to start doing a book club because we don't talk about books enough with (laughs) each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the book club talk is not going to be in podcast form, but we will be like posting on social media, like some reviews and basic thoughts about the books we read. Um and if ever you want to read along with the book we're reading, uh feel free to. We'll usually try and post somewhere what book we're reading every month. Mm-hmm. So we all just finished Fireborn, which was really good. And was really our good. next book is going to be Lore by Alexandra Bracken. And we're also pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah. Heck
2: yeah. Greek mythology. Yeah.
0: Greek Yay. mythology. Yay.
2: Yeah, our first book for the book club was Song of Achilles. So we're just like really Greek mythology <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'm also playing Hades, the video game, so all my brain is only Greek mythology all the time. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> I am currently reading a nonfiction book called The Wayfarers, which is like a series of National Geographic uh, Massey Hall lectures about different cultures, which is pretty cool. Oh,
0: nice. And then I also
2: just started a fiction
1: book called Blackfish City, and I'm only like two Ooh, chapters in,
0: but I wanna know I'm what that
1: is. excited about it. Does it have something to do with killer whales and or pilot whales?
2: Yeah, it has. Yeah. So far, there's like I think a main character with an orca whale, and <gasps> it is set in the Arctic. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I need to read I, this I, in like yeah. a post-apocalyptic future.
1: Yep. Need oh, it. Yeah. Dang.
2: Yeah.
0: Like
1: yeah, it's really life. good so
2: far. Check
1: out. <laughs> uh reads real quick <laughs> yep
0: yep yep it also Need has that. like
2: the prettiest cover Ooh,
0: yeah i bought it off book outlet because it had a beautiful cover and yep. the summary of it said orcromancer and i was like yes yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my yeah. god that's like my ideal life yeah right. <laughs> wow 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 okay dang as if I didn't have enough books, I needed to read. Yep, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what are you reading?
0: Yeah, I am currently reading. To nobody's shock, actually, I'm shocked. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. Um, a Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Maas.
2: <laughs> Dang, uh-huh. the yeah. one you've been waiting for.
0: <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting a long time for it. I- and how is it, it so far? Um, yeah. it is it is very sexy. Um, oh if if you have read sarah j mass and you think she is young adult it is it is not it's so far down adult that like <laughs> i it's
2: come it's come out the other side <laughs> i i
0: can't even express to you just like the 180 that sarah has done in that like yeah like her other books were steamy but like It was still like, okay, whatever, not too bad. Like, nope, this is just like, Sarah's like, nope, I'm done. We're going full sex now. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, it's great. I
1: love it. (laughs) Anyways, Uh, Hannah, what are you reading? (laughs) I just got seven of my library holds this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I started the audiobook for A Ninth House by Lee Bardugo yesterday. Yes. I'm only three chapters in but liking it so far and this morning I picked up Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule which is a Star Wars The High Republic book so looking forward that to too. that yeah I forgot it was on hold until they emailed me about it and I was like oh I guess I'll put off reading my Thrawn books for another week until I finish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like truly not enough time for all the books no. It's the, the problem is we just keep telling each other about books yep. that yeah. we want to read, and yep. so not only do I have, like, my own TBR that I have to get through, but, like, yep. yours,
1: too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem.
0: Like, I still have to read, what, 10,000 Doors of January or whatever? Oh I God. promised you I'd yep. read that so long ago, and I still haven't read it.
1: That's my favorite book that I read in 2020. Oh, man. I also <sighs> have that on my shelf and haven't read it yet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: anyway. Anyway, yeah, if you want to read lore along with us, that'll be the next one we're reading.
1: Yay! Yeah. Yay! Look for stuff about that at end of March or beginning of April, depending on when we get to it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content, including stuff about our new Midlight Book Club on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube.
0: And this lovely chapter of Midnight Sun helped reveal that it seems Edward shares our views on that infamous Meadow shirt. It's strange (laughs) and distasteful. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is. Oh
2: good. So bad. <laughs> also Fireborn was a, it was, really it was a very good book. So good. You should read that instead of say Twilight.